Welcome to the Game of Thrones podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Game of Thrones on HBO. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And we just got done watching Season 5, Episode 1, titled The Wars to Come. We're doing our instant cast. Uh, Game of Thrones is back, man. It is. It's back with vengeance. What did you think of this episode? I have a raging Game of Throner. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to have to go to hospital if this keeps up for three more hours because I just mm-hmm. don't know what's going to bring it down. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was good. It was definitely good. Um, it, obviously, the beginning of the season is going to be a lot of setup. They, I, they, the one thing they kind of you know dealt with once and for all, I think, is the Mance Raider question. Uh-huh. Is Mance going to get permission to join up with uh, old Stannis Baratheon? The answer is no. Nope. The answer is definitely no. He's going to die almost screaming. Uh-huh. Uh, I tell you... If, Moaning, I, I think. I thought it's interesting as a book reader. I worried about there are some points where they just dropped a lot of stuff on you guys in, in a short period of time. Like various, various talks to Tyrion and his true motivations. Uh-huh. And... Honestly, um, I, I feel like the changes they're making here are very streamlined and elegant, and they make a lot of good narrative sense, and they're actually much faster paced in the books, hmm. which okay. is another way. I mean, the flip side of that is the books are more complex, and it's the, the motivations are harder to divine, and you know, it's, it's, it's more realistic from a real politic, you know, the people's motivations and what they're doing. But for mm-hmm. a TV show adaptation, I just I just continue to be very impressed by uh, what these guys are doing. So, are you saying that Varys is definitely telling the truth here? No, that his motivations are pure. No, I'm saying no. I'm saying that they are. Uh, as a book reader, I'm I'm uh, kind of amazed at some of the bold declarations of the episode. Hmm. So. Okay. Uh, That's mildly interesting. <laughs> yes, indeed, isn't it? <laughs> Flip the isn't script it? on you. No, I, I, this is very much uh, remix mode in the vein mm-hmm. of the Robert Kirkman Walking Dead stuff. But I'm I'm digging I'm digging the rhythm. I'm digging the pacing. All right. Uh, it's I I also I mean I guess let's just start talking about the episode. The young Cersei, yeah, and that scene yeah, yeah. with the witch in the woods. I, I, all she needed is a cup in her hand and a little mm-hmm. bit of slur of the speech. And Lena Headey better watch out. Yeah, anything happens to Lena Headey, they just you know put a little bit of rouge on this girl, age her up a bit. <laughs> she's good to go. Put a cup of wine in her hand, she's good to mm-hmm. go. That's amazing scene. Yeah, yeah, I think that scene did a lot to set up what I can only assume is going to be a competition. I, I mean, I think we knew that coming from last season where Marjorie and well, it was kind of moving in on Tom and Cersei didn't like that, but Cersei, you know, had some other concerns at the time, uh, and now it looks like they're really setting this up hard. Well, I mean, Cersei's never been the most stable person. Mm-hmm. And you go back and you see this formative uh, experience from her childhood where this person gives a uh, a prophecy and you can imagine Cersei like whatever. Yeah. But goddamn, all of it has come true and she's got to be really sweating bullets. And it explains yeah. how hysterical she is about Tyrion. Yeah, and why she's – she seemed in that scene very determined not to let this happen. Yes. Um, and that's that's – Kind of the defining factor of Cersei to me is her desperate grasp for power at right, all costs. Right. But but can she stave off this future? Uh, th- that's a really good question. I mean, she's got the child. She, she's going to have to kill Marjorie. There's no other way. Oh man! But I like... feel like Marjorie's also gunning for her. The, those those comments to her brother in his chambers when she was like, "Oh, 
perhaps, perhaps that's how it's going to go. Sure. Or perhaps there will no longer be a Cersei. Right. Uh, that's how I took that. No, it's it's really setting up for some interesting and really awesome power struggles. I think I think they need to have a knife fight to the death. Tie their wrists together. Yeah. Give them both knives and go at it. And did you ever think, like, in season one that Jamie would ever be the voice of, like, reason <laughs> and wise counsel and not avoiding rash action? I, uh... Yeah, he's not really, no. Uh, he's always been kind of a wild card a, a little bit, but he's, ever since his road trip with Brienne, oh, yeah. he has come a long way. Speaking of formative experiences, and yeah. I think that, that really pays off here. Definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you think of uh, Varys' proposal to Tyrion? Proposal to, to Tyrion. go meet up with Daenerys? And... Yeah, try to see if, see if they arrive at Marine before he can drink himself to death. That's the challenge. Yeah. It's I... a death race. It's the long, <laughs> the long walk. They better only have some... inst- only instead of three miles an hour pace, mm-hmm. Tyrion has to have what three glasses an hour? Uh, more than that. Oh, at least. I mean, yeah. his heave and rally. Well, was... his tolerance is going to be down now. How long did he spend <laughs> in that crate? A few uh, cup full, and he's he's puking on the floor. So, mm. see, you, I you got to think it's going to take him a while to build that back. I'm up. pretty sure they implied that he drank his way across the the narrow sea. Really? He's putting wine how? in one in end crate? and shit out the other. And I don't know how that how that do you works. get it in the crate. You know, a funnel, a funnel, a funnel. They have funnels. The man shit out of air holes. There, there's a way to get a liquid through there. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Well, are you talking? Never mind. Um, plus, plus. Don't yeah, forget, yeah. this world has magic. It does have magic. It has apparently a lot of magic. Although we didn't see a whole bunch of magic this time, didn't, which was nice. Didn't didn't appear so. We did see dragons, but dragons are okay. Dragons are just like two rules: they fly, they shoot fire. How about those dragons? We're getting geared up for the 6th Annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints... Except, it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, (laughs) now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live.
They look mean. Those catacombs must have dragon miracle grow because those things are yeah. all serious hardcore it's pie pit and motherfuckers right now. Yeah. So I can't I, I can't tell how exactly how long has passed here. Sure. It's gotta be a few weeks, maybe. Well, as much as a few weeks, but it's hard to tell with sure. Jon Snow's stuff too. Sure, because that's got to be. A I, very I almost short feel like that they are in different time periods. I think so. Yeah, and that's something that the books borrowed heavily against. That you know, uh, oh, the boy. feast feast of Dra- so there's a proto- there's a precedent for this because feast of crows and dance of dragons happen concurrently. All like feast is playing at the exact same time dances, so okay. they have some of that feel that they could just I think rip off. I don't know if they're going for that, but my mind mm. is certainly open to the possibility that different locations are at different points in time and there'll be some That's kind what of... That's it felt like. If, if they're going to pull that shit, though, I gotta say, I hope that they give us some kind of anchor. I don't know whether mm-hmm. it's, it's Tyrion's beard length. It might be. Or yeah. or what, but they, they have to they have to give us something. Sure. Uh, maybe it'll be Robin's sword skills. I was how about wondering, that? how much did you enjoy Robin getting the hell beat <laughs> fucking, out of him? Man, I love that. Especially like the, love it. the older boy is kind of like embarrassed to be doing it. Like yeah. he's just half-hearted swinging and he's just kicking this kid's ass. Yeah. I loved it so much. Robin's 13. Man, I didn't know that. I thought he was younger than that. But. Well, see, that's the thing. That That's where the books um, – I feel like that the TV show is happening concurrently with how we watch it. Mm-hmm. Like narratively, if you really stop and think about it, we're talking about a year less than two years since Ned was killed. Okay. But I feel like the show is kind of flexible with aging everyone up, so it's kind of like, eh, maybe it was five years ago. Yeah. It's because, yeah. Okay. When he was sucking on his mama's tit, he wasn't 11 years old. Yeah, well, the the actor? No, definitely not. No, I'm talking about the character either. I mean, he was inappropriately old. Sure. For sure. Yes. If you can formulate whole sentences and say things to your mom like, next hit, this one's empty, (laughs) it's time to wean. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying he wasn't like 11 years old when we saw him on his mama's tit. Sure. So they're doing weird chronological shifts here on us. Yeah. Uh, The other thing, they kind of pulled a fast one on us for the last three seasons is Robert Baratheon. Am I to take it that Robert Baratheon was poisoned? That's one thing you could take from it. Or or drugged to the point where that boar killed him. That's a possibility. I mean that they say it. They I I don't know how else to read what the guy in there is the, some debate the I think. There, there's says. some there's some daylight between the position Lancel dr- spiked his wine and Lancel um encouraged him to drink drink, which robert didn't need much like Hmm. got him inappropriately drunk for the hunt and then his reflexes are slowed such that the boar killed him either way he had a hand in it that seems to be clear yes he has now and man decided to devote himself to this religious cult that's the thing like they did some heavy lifting in the previously ons like remember this guy we haven't seen since season two yeah i did not no yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh so they would not introduce us to the Sparrows and bring up Robert Baratheon unless that was super important to the plot going ahead. I don't know how it's going to wrap back in, but it has to. So I'm going to keep that fresh in my mind as I watch these next few episodes. Why not? <laughs> Indeed. Seems like a good idea. Uh, so the end of it. I want to talk about Mance Raider. Okay. Because I don't know... Before you talk about the details, I want to call out that I thought... Um... 
everything about John and Stannis and Mance's dialogue and relationship was was excellent. Yeah, I did too. I was hoping because I feel like this is the stuff, you know, a lot of people are like, Jon Snow's boring, Stannis is worse. I feel like we're getting to the material where their characters start to be redeemed. Jon Snow has been mostly redeemed. Yeah. Uh, the end of last season did him a lot of favors. Yeah. When he was kind of battling for the morale of his troops and such. And I wonder how much that, that bow of mercy is going to cost him. It, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. There's no way he does that and gets away with it when Alistair Thorne is looking on. It's such a great... It's so great, the politics of being in Jon Snow and all the Night's Watch uh, position when you've got this king that saved your ass, mm-hmm. but you can't just fall in with him. You can't just swear allegiance to him because that violates your your, your vows. Mm-hmm. Plus, if things go poorly for Stannis, then a lot of you will be executed by whoever ends up sitting on the Iron Throne. It's just it's just a great setup. And then you got yeah. the uh, wildlings and the, uh, the balance, you know, what's going to mm-hmm. be their fate and... Uh, I thought all that yeah. stuff was very persuasive. But anyway, you had some questions. No, and I, I think this throws it... Honestly, I would have guessed that Jon Snow would somehow talk him into it. Uh, this really throws a monkey wrench into my whole idea of what Stannis is going to do. Because hmm. now he doesn't really... I mean, he has an army enough, apparently, to kill 100,000 wildlings, but definitely not enough to take King's Landing. And he needs these guys. And now they don't have a leader. Now it seems like, you know, the Thins and the Wildlings and the Giants are all going to go their separate ways and try and make it across this wall. Or someone else, maybe, someone else is going to have to step up. Sure, because there is a power, like you said, there's a power vacuum here. Yeah, and either, or or they're going to do their own thing. I mean, I, I think someone is going to step into that. I don't know necessarily who it's going to be. I can't see it being Jon Snow. I can't see Jon Snow leading this army south when he has already given his bows to the Night's Watch, and he seems so gung-ho about it. A damn Stark honor. I know. He won't do it. I don't, I really don't think he'll betray his his vow. Uh, so I don't know who's going to step up and lead them, but uh, it it really threw a monkey wrench into my whole idea of here comes Stannis with 100,000-plus troops uh, raiding King's Landing and all of the north sure. and just sweeping the countryside. Mildly interesting. Yeah, not going to happen now. Um, unless, you know, someone more amenable to the idea steps up and takes leadership. What do you think of the politics of Marine? We introduced the Sons of the Harpy. Uh, I thought there So was... those are former slave owners that are angry about being overthrown yeah, and are sin- lashing out in secret. The, the way in, they're explaining the it to us is they are essentially the formerly powerful ruling class yeah. that are fighting some sort of guerrilla war against uh, Danny. Okay. And how is she going to, you know, how, how is she going to deal with that? Start the fighting pits back up. <laughs> That's how she'll deal with it. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know how she's going to deal with it. She tells the Unsullied, yeah, go find me the heads of the people who sure. did this thing. But how can they? Right. I mean, what is the limits of power? How much can you do as a conquering queen? How much do you have to be a diplomat or a politician? Sure. I mean, this could go all Patriot Act, and she could take away the rights of everybody and and just turn into this horrible dictator and uh, start a whole bad track there again. I doubt that'll happen. I really do. I mean, her house motto is fire and blood, so... (laughs) Well, there's that. (laughs) It's not compromise and reasonable discourse. (laughs) 
Yeah, but I still don't think she's going to do it, um, especially when Tyrion gets there. Mm. I think that's going to be super interesting to me. When Tyrion joins up with Daenerys, to whatever extent that happens, I'm super excited about that because I think Tyrion is the smartest guy in Westeros in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's a toss-up between Littlefinger, Varys, and Tyrion, but they all kind of pull their own weight there. Yeah. Um, and Daenerys has an army and the conviction and the name that it's going to take to to take this throne. So, sure. yeah, that's really interesting. I'm excited about that. Uh, there's one other thing. What what's Sansa. your feeling? Okay, I was gonna, there, that's that's two more things at least. I was going to ask you about where you think Brienne is going. Yeah, because honestly, curious myself. I still feel like she's going to uh, whatever the the eerie is or the shire or whatever the fuck that place is (laughs) Uh uh-huh uh i still think she's going there but now she's not gonna find the shire i think is what it is she's she's not gonna find Littlefinger and sansa what okay did you think it was cute or too cute or fucking eye rolling when the wagon holding sansa rolled past within eye shot Oh, Brienne. did it? I didn't even notice. Oh, no, yeah, I there was notice. a transition. Like, okay. uh, Pod the Rod looked up like, what's that? And you see this, these wagons rolling by. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so now, now yeah. that you know that's what that is, yeah. is that cute, too cute, or eye-rollingly bad? I like it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I I'm really between do like cute it. and too cute. Like, if it was, yeah, if it was I, a sli- if it had dimples, I'd hate it. But it's just <laughs> cute enough. It's, okay, if it happened at the end of last season, I right. would have said too cute. Right. That mm. we've had, you know, 10 months or whatever it's been to think about, to, to be away from Game of Thrones. We come back and they right. remind us with one of those, like, oh, yeah, remember how close she was to catching, sure. to getting everywhere they needed to be? Yeah. And it's kind of counterpart to Arya. Who they don't show in this I, You episode. know, it's like, I, we're coming to talk to her aunt, oh, she's dead and her hysterical laughter. Yeah, And there's exactly. always been something of a little bit of Don Quixote to... Uh, Brienne's quest, so it's kind of farcical. Hmm, so I okay. feel like, and their thing is like that almost exact same situation happened in World War One with the the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like these, like, it was just a coincidence. I mean, except they did eventually. That, that the coincidence led to him getting killed. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the assassination attempt failed. One mm-hmm. of the assassins dispersed was having a sandwich at a pub that happened to be the one that the Archduke broke down on trying to get back to safety and you know yeah pop 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 that's literally <laughs> history <laughs> that is literally history so it's like some of those things really really are kind of coinky dinky that way sure no I, I thought it was good um they they don't show Arya. i assume she's still on a boat she's probably uh, well uh, yeah i guess she's still on a boat i think she actually made it i feel like she made it to bravos last year uh no, the end of that was her giving the guy the coin. It wasn't her getting off the coin. I don't. I don't think so. No. Ah uh, well, shit. Uh, <laughs> well, you gave it away. Now we know she gets to Bravos or Davos right. She doesn't die in a shipwreck. Yeah, there okay. are no pirate ninjas. Die in a boat fire. <laughs> well, hey, a lot of people have. A lot of people have died in boat it's fire true. in this series. You can't. You can't just. No, you're right. Sm- smirk your smirk at boat fire. So I don't know. I mean, that's that's about all I have to to say about the episode i guess it was a good one and it definitely laid a lot of groundwork that i'm excited yeah. to see uh play out yeah there was a there's just a lot more stuff i feel like i do want to talk about but you know that's not the instant cast job is to break everything down sure uh the job of that's a full podcast will be out this tuesday 
Big part of that is your guys' thoughts and opinions. Send those in to Game of Thrones at baldmove.com. Uh, you can also participate. I got two threads. Two threads. Twice as nice. I got a no spoilers and a spoilers thread on our forums at forums.baldmove.com. Hmm. So all you book folk, uh, get in there uh, on the spoiler section. All you uh, video virgins can stay on the non-spoiler section. Also, be careful oh, out there, y'all. Speaking of video virgins, what is that creepy-ass question that Melisandre asked Jon Snow? <laughs> Are you a virgin? I thought so too. It's like he would be well Good. within his rights to be like, yeah, to be like, uh, personal information much? Yeah. Uh, and, and if someone asked me that and then said good, yeah, I would definitely follow up. I'd, I'd just be drop like, the pants and be whoa, like, what's up? What do you mean by that? Nah. What, what did you mean by good after nah, the answer? I'd to that shrug question. off the tunics, <laughs> undo the belt, dr- <laughs> drop long it's cold claw, out. and be like, it's cold well, out, she's though. warm. She's eternally warm. She's, you're right. She's warm. I die. You know that's some BTUs that need to be put to use. True. True. Uh, Sorry, anyway. I, der- I derailed you. Uh, yeah, I forget what I was saying. Oh yeah, forums, forums.baldmove.com, and also be careful out there because I don't know if you've paid attention, Jim, but somewhere between three and six of the actual episodes somehow got out in the wild and they're being torrented all over the place. Oh, so, okay. Eve, like, it's re- going to be harder and harder to stay unspoiled for this first half to two thirds of the season. So, mm-hmm. uh, be on the lookout if you want to stay. Yeah, well, if I get spoilers, I get spoilers. But yeah, I'm just saying, I'm not going to go looking for them. Right, right. I'm just saying that you you might want to be more careful than normal if you're a, a video watcher. So, okay, that's it. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. We will be back on Tuesday with another episode uh, with the full podcast. And until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See you. Hey, Jim, are you busy? No, not really. Let me tell you about Club Bald Move. Can I see your wallet? My wallet? Yoink! Thank you. It's easy. Just go to club.baldmove.com. What the hell? Type in your credit card. You can sign up for as low as a dollar a month. But we've been friends a long time, and I know you're a generous guy. I'll put you down for five. This is ridiculous. And presto, you now have access to our VIP forums. I am a goddamn administrator on those forums. You get to virtually join us in the studio with live cams for all of our podcasts and our lunches with Jim and Aaron. I am physically in the studio right now, every day. And the best part is you never have to listen to another Bald Move ad. I still have to record them. And you get the satisfaction of supporting independent podcasting. That's my money. I'm an independent podcaster. It's just coming right back to me. No, that's the best part. Half is now going to me. Now wait just a damn minute. Club.baldmove.com. What a steal.